You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're you're tuned in to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Bye week. There's no bye week for us. We have to talk about the five and four Cincinnati Bengals. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? I am doing well and already relaxed. Me too. You know, it's kind of wild though because Twitter today I felt like was having a mini. Oh God, the verified thing. It's wild in the <laughs> sports world. And for me personally, so I'm gonna say this, and and please don't come at, come at me, listeners, but. I've never really cared about the blue check mark because I feel like everybody on Twitter was getting one anyways. And I get it. It's it's good for verifying news when there's an Adam Schefter. Not anymore. Not anymore. There's a not Adam <laughs> Schefter. <laughs> but uh, but it's just I, I never really, really cared too much about the verified stuff of social media. I know it's a thing and it's important to a lot of people. It just wasn't that important to me. Um, but no, now. I'm- I'm heavily with you. I am team no check mark. Um, also, I feel like I couldn't uh, mess around and post memes and stuff as often if mm-hmm. I had a blue check next to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Is this guy supposed to be like a serious source for the Bengals? It's like, nah, I don't want that. So I there's some rules with it. And I think a lot of people are finding out that when they buy their blue check mark for, eight, again, $8 a month, no way. Not at all. Yeah. And, and Nick, our producer, says if you click on the check mark on people's accounts, it'll tell you if they paid for it. So it's just going to take people are already falling for ball sack sports. They're not going to click on the name no. and click on the thing. No, but nobody's doing it. I, they're going to get so many people with this. It, I, I'm not going to lie though. I did have, it was kind of fun today watching people because there are so many people that are like $8 a month, 100% I'm buying that check mark. And then, so I guess my Twitter page wasn't updated. So all these people didn't have their blue check mark that paid for it today. I guess it only shows up on mobile right now. I think that's what I saw. Yeah. So I guess I need to update my app right now because it's not, it's not showing up at all for, for other people who bought it. And, you know, it just made me laugh. I'm, I'm happy for them. And and it is kind of a big social experiment on uh, social media for the people that get it. And the ones that get mad when the wrong person is tweeting the information and they fall for it. Um, but I'm here for it. Honestly, I'm here for the chaos. I'm here for the chaos. I enjoy the jokes. If you're just a common person, I feel like there's better stuff to spend eight dollars a month. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, that's another. I've, thing. I've seen some people just get it to get it. I'm like, don't do it, man. Just you know. Well, I mean, send it to the Joe Burrow or Hayden Hurst charity or something. 
100% that is a great idea and the, the thing about it is I feel like everybody has apps nowadays well, of course they do on their phones or if they're streaming shows on their tv that you have like that random seven dollars and 99 cents that comes out of your paycheck or of your account and you're like what is that going to again I don't want one that says twitter eight dollars a month is coming out of anything that I'm paying for um I have fun on twitter I I sometimes um, I feel like it's a diary sometimes of what I tweet during a game because I'm just like, oh, I don't I don't care who's reading this. I'm just going to keep tweeting it out. Um, but I just there's yeah, people aren't too happy about it. I think game time Twitter is the uh, most real experience where we're all just yelling into the void. There's no performative stuff. Oh, there's, I guess there still is. But like most people, me and you, at least yeah. it's it's just like first down. <laughs> Oh, uh, so cool. <laughs> it's, like it's like it's like you're at the bar with your friends. It's, you know, just you can just hear my loud mouth. Uh I guess the louder you are is based off your followers. So <laughs> you hear my well, loud mouth just yelling like, hey, did you see the root counter? Wow. <laughs> well, the thing is, I haven't had the chance to go back to like the first half of the AFC championship game and look at my tweets oh, to the goodness. very end because I thought the game was over. I'm like, it's over, it's over, it's okay. Maybe they can come back. I, I don't know. I don't remember dooming, but I was drinking heavily. So mm -hmm. I don't think I'm allowed to do that anymore now that I have to do a post-game podcast. Yeah, better not. <laughs> um, no, I just, I don't, the thing about that is just, it made me laugh today and it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild for a while until I guess this experiment doesn't work out for Twitter, but I don't know, maybe it will. So yeah, make sure if you're following people and if a blue check mark bothers you, just go to their profile, take the extra two seconds. It'll tell you if it's a parody account because you have to put that in your bio if you're a parody account. They're still banning those parody accounts anyway, too. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's, I don't know. I, mean, I had a good laugh about it today, but uh, we'll move on to second half of the season second half middle blade point one of the things you're seeing during bye week because there's not a game to talk about until next week is mid-season awards we'll do a few i feel like the biggest one right now is the easiest one but we're still gonna do it mvp of this team not named joe burrow oh okay that, that makes it interesting <laughs> i was like uh no this is too easy okay um so you still have the offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. So I think it can't be somebody that's been injured telling oh, myself yeah. to not go with DJ reader. Uh, man, it could still be chase. Cause he's only missed one game. So I might go there. I might go Jamar chase. So I even put MVP first and I'm stuck. I'm stuck right now. I want to put someone on the offensive line, but it's been so roller coaster like. And then in the receiver room, you do have those options. I, 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 I'll go. I'll go. T. Hick and Tyler Boyd. I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I'm struggling up this own question that I brought up when it comes in. I think even missing one game, two games now. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase is right. probably still the MVP of the team. Now, if he misses another two games and you want to do a three-fifths of the way through the year award show, maybe I have to go find somebody else. But uh, two games, whatever. He's He has such a big impact on the field. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And it really felt like Jamar Chase was 
it's unfortunate because it felt like he was really getting going in that Atlanta game and he was just yeah. about to just crush his rookie season records, which is really crazy to believe. Nick, our producer, he is just gold right now. He says Lou. And it doesn't, coach of the year it doesn't have to be a player. We can All even right. put him in there. Because right. if we do coach, we, we're going to say the same thing. We'll both go. If we do Lou, coach yeah. at, at the midway point of the season, I would go Lou. Yeah, I would too. With, I mean, uh, hmm. we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get uh, there. So, okay. So, if you were to go Lou, that's fine. I'll still go Jamar Chase. I, 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 I feel like Lou falls in two categories, though, because he can be the MVP. And honestly, it's kind of wild because in about a month and a half, we'll be able to see just how special he is as a defensive coordinator because of course we have last year and Lou was able to get his guys over the last couple of years since he's been the defensive coordinator so of course that's helpful when you think of free agency and they've hit on the draft but just the adjustments that he's been able to make I'm sure you remember in the Marvin Lewis era where they would go into halftime I mean they would have timeouts in their pocket when they would go into halftime when they could have used them and maybe went down the field and had a drive and they never did it and no adjustments ever happened like, I just expected the game to be over in the second quarter with them. And with this team, you know, and maybe it is a little last year, but I just know they're going to be okay. Even the Dallas game, and I know they lost that game, they got off to a rough start defensively. And I was like, they're going to they're gonna bounce back. They're going to be okay in the second half. And defensively, they were. They just couldn't really get too much going early on offensively either. But, yeah, I guess Lou would fall into two categories with me when it comes to coach and kind of just the MVP of this team. It's so easy to say Jamar Chase, and I guess I just want to differ from you because you've already said it. Uh, and I and I, I think it's it's – the next two weeks are just going to be really, really intriguing to see if Jamar Chase um, – if, if, if they – if he feels good to go and they put him out there for that Pittsburgh game – or if they rest him for Tennessee, because I still feel, and maybe I'm optimistic that he returns before uh, the Kansas city game, because then that would have, that would fall into the four week category, not to ramble. All right. So offensive player of the year, um, it would be Jamar chase, but I don't know if I want to double dip here. So I think I'll go, I will go T Higgins. Offensive player of the year. This is very not surprising that the wide receivers are leading the way for me. Uh, uh, on this team you know I'll go Tyler Boyd uh early on they really weren't they weren't getting him involved and it was very like a big head scratcher like what are you doing you have Tyler Boyd on this team he's still a great receiver and I felt like you know after a couple games they settled down a little bit with the offensive play calling and got him more involved something about Tyler Boyd and it feels like his whole career and, and not to go back to the Super Bowl drop but he's always been that third down guy they always find him on third downs he always grabs it and I think he's just been fun to watch over the last few games when they do get Tyler Boyd involved. So I'll go Tyler Boyd. Let's flip to defense. Uh, end of the year, I think they'll end up being DJ Reader. But like I said, I think he's missed too many games for the halfway point. He's missed more than half of them. So I think there's two choices. We're going to say the same thing. Let's say it on three. Okay. One, two, two three. three. Sam Hubbard. Oh, Trey Anderson for me. I was going to say Trey Hendrickson, but I didn't know which one you were going to say first. I think it's either one. I I, I guess you could put Logan Wilson in there, too. He did miss a game, yeah. but he's been really the same guy. You could even argue Cheeto. But I think that the two guys that are really making this defense go are Trey Hendrickson and um, 
Sam Hubbard. I don't know why I blanked there for a second. <laughs> just got said. So Trey Hendrickson is being able to apply pressure consistently at the same level he was able to do last year. He's not coming up with the same amount of sacks. Mm-hmm. I think he has been probably the main engine when it comes to generating pressure, but Sam Hubbard hasn't been that far behind him. And Sam Hubbard does play better run defense. He's one of the best run defending edges in the league. And he really makes the run. He's really lifted that run defense up ever since DJ Reader's injury. So I like both answers. And I think there's two other guys you could go with, but I think the two guys we named are the two that they're a little bit above everybody else. Yeah, we were thinking of the defensive line, and obviously when DJ Reader's back out there, I, I'd put him right back in the category because he was having a heck of a start to the early season. Uh, but the linebacker room, I think in the second half of the season, is going to get more love when you think about Logan Willis and uh, Keem Davis-Gaither. I said before the season that he was going to be one of those players that I was going to be watching on the defense this year. And I feel like, you know, getting more reps out there, being a part of this defense. And I still just feel so strongly about the linebacker draft class uh, that they were able to draft in, in Logan and Nakeem Davis-Gaither's year. And even Marcus Bailey, who sometimes I forget about, uh, it's going to be really strong and fun to watch in that department. So most disappointing players so far. Ooh, most disappointing. Uh, okay. I have a feeling I know where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. You know exactly where I'm going to go. (laughs) So you just go first. And you're going to be, okay, Lyle Collins. Yeah. I mean, I I just feel like because you go back to March and the excitement Honestly, you could go with the tackle position right now yeah. um, in general, in general, right and left side. But I think that excitement, the moves they were able to make in free agency and add to their offensive line. I mean, people were stalking this guy at the Kenwood Mall uh, over the excitement that he was going to not leave Cincinnati and sign with this team. He was going over to Joe Burrow with the other offensive line free agents that were in town and they were eating crackers and talking about whatever. And he was going to be Joe Burrow's bodyguard. And that clip just, you know, was so exciting for a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans thinking they finally got a guy, the next best player they've had at right tackle since Willie Anderson. This is huge. And it could be injury. And that's one thing that, you know, I I feel like maybe that was kind of the start of the season when you don't get those reps in training camp and and preseason. And he's kind of bouncing back off of that. And I say that after one of his best games in Cincinnati. So it feels a little, I feel, I don't know, in between about the decision. But I would say with just the expectations going in, it was going to be a Lyle. And I would just say most disappointing right now. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with a different answer because it's somebody who can't even make the roster right now in Jackson Carmen. I think Ooh. that's the most disappointing. Had an inside track to win the left guard job. He had all the snaps in training camp. He had all the snaps in preseason. What if those went to Volson? You know, he'd probably be a little bit further developed already. But they tried to baby him into the job again, and he failed. And I think it's just we're past the point where he was been so disappointing that they're ready to cut a second round pick in less than two years because he's just done nothing to improve himself. So, well, at least Lyle has an injury to fall back on. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's where I'm standing. It's just I guess when you look at just disappointing to me, that's Carmen, because I think a lot of people, not me, really, I didn't really see it. But uh, there were a lot of people that were thinking like this guy is going to be to improve it. I remember the offseason tweets about <laughs> Jackson Carmen hasn't given up a sack yet. It's like, yeah, but he sucked. 
<laughs> that's just that's just luck. <laughs> I do want to have a disclaimer when I said Lyle because I said to like the early part of the season, I really hope this guy comes out in the second half and is like, "This is who I am." You saw me in the Panthers game. I am the bodyguard for Joe Burrow in this offensive line, and he does what he does best out there. And we see that in Cincinnati for the second half of the season. So that was my little disclaimer. I do want to say that. Okay. Well, what do we have left? Do our do rookie of the year? I think that one's easy. I mean, super easy. It's and, Cordell and it, Volson. Yeah, it's Cordell Volson. And at some point, and I, I joked about it today because ESPN put their rookie rankings top 10. He's obviously not in the top 10. It's not going to be. Did any game. offensive lineman make it? Yes. Oh, okay. um, uh, Linderbaum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep, he made it. I, I can't remember. It was obviously the top 10, but uh, he was one of them that made it. And, yeah, I mean, I, I I think you, like we've talked about on the podcast before, with Jackson Carmen not working out, you needed this to work out. And so far, he's getting the most reps as a rookie on the offensive line. So that's absolutely huge for this team. And so far, so good. Yeah, no, he's the only one that's starting, and I starting, think he's, he's doing a yeah he's he's doing a, a, a he's an adequate starter. And I think that's impressive for a late fourth round rookie. So I don't know how many more we want to do. There's coach of the year. I think you go with Lou. Obviously, he was your MVP. Unless you want to switch it for your coach of the year. I coach of the year. I I will say, look. I'm getting out of all of my answers right now, but I will say that it's two people that might not be here next year. Okay. Who do you think that would be? Lou. Um, oh, man, the second one. My second choice for Coach of the Year would be Marion Hobby. Nobody talks about him, and that's Defen unfortunate. Yeah, we both named defensive linemen as the best player, and if it wasn't for DJ Rear's injury, we'd have three defensive right. linemen as our best players. So I, I think that you need to give him some credit because when he came in, it feels like everything has gone gotten so much better. So I don't know who your second one is. I I think Brian Callahan's gone next year. You think he's gone? Mm -hmm. I don't know if the offense has played consistently enough. And there's so many offensive guys there out is. there. there but is. I also think Callahan is so open. He feels like a player's head coach that's ready to uh, hit the market. So I could see that. But both coordinators, I guess. My mind was like, I don't know. Do you think Pitcher is going to be an offensive coordinator somewhere? <laughs> I do like him. I do I like uh, him. Yeah. Uh, Troy Walters, I think, is my favorite assistant 100%. offensive coach. Uh, just wide receivers. This is a wide receiver team. Trent Taylor, Trent Irwin stepping up. Mike Thomas might not have you know, stepped up, but he's still a good special team or blocker. Uh, but yeah, you, you see that Trent Irwin, Trent Taylor stepped up. We hear less about the, the chatter about everybody. I think he does a good job. I would say linebacker coach, but the linebacker coach left and then the new one comes in and I feel like the linebackers are still awesome. And I'm just like, I don't yeah. know how to, how to gauge that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And honestly, we, you hear people criticize Zach Taylor a lot. I feel like he's really built a great staff. Uh, we talk about the culture and everything off the field with this team and kind of the turnaround after the 2019, his first season, what he was dealing with, who he had there as far as talent. And I just, I like the hires. I really do. I think it's it's great assistance, and obviously the players are are all buying in. But those are awards right now. Oh, I was going to do one more for just do most it. improved, but I think that's Sam Hubbard, and I don't know if you have somebody else. You know, we'll just stick with Sam Hubbard. We'll stick with Sam, Sam Hubbard, and I'm sure after we get done recording, I'll be like, no, I should have said that guy. Uh, but, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And honestly – 
yeah, I, I'd sit at that. I feel like those awards are are pretty spot on from the halfway point of the season, and second half is really where they get tested. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm anxious to see what that looks like, but at the same time, five and four sitting right here, uh, second place in the division, and a lot of difficult games ahead. But it's bye week. We only talk about great things, and we have a mailbag coming up with all of your questions next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.